His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. It was back in the spring that we decided, let's find out about ourselves. We hear all about the DNA stuff, and it's all over the news, and find out about your heritage. And so we took the swab from My Heritage DNA. Well, we learned a lot about ourselves, but can I tell you something? Alan Henderson, our general manager, really learned something about himself. Yeah, about the same time, he also took the My Heritage DNA test, and then two weeks ago, an email showed up in his inbox, completely rocked his world because the test revealed he has a brother in France that he never knew existed. Alan's with us this morning. Thank you for being here. So what was it like to find that out? You know, it, very, very surreal because I, I just, you know, had no idea. I, you know, I got to thinking about, I thought, France, how could it be France? Then I remembered my dad was in you know, World War II, hit Omaha Beach, fought up through Normandy, and he spent from uh, June 44 to November 45 in France. So I thought, you know, that's, it's, it's possible. So I responded to the email. At first, I wasn't really sure if I should, but I did. And then I got an uh, email back from uh, Kyrene, his uh, daughter-in-law. She's the one that encouraged him to take the DNA test because they'd been searching their whole lives for their family in, in America. And when she sent pictures, I, I told now I said, well, we don't need a DNA test. It's just, you know, you can tell that this is it's probably my older brother, which it's just what, what it came out to be. And uh, really just a surreal, life-changing experience. Hey, you said your dad was in World War II. You weren't even alive then. No, I wasn't. I was I was born in 1953. So your brother's a little bit older than you. Right. He's about 72. So Amazing. And, and so, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, my, my dad met uh, Irene, is, is uh, Andre's, my brother's mother. The, and she said he was the love of her life. And the goal, he wanted her to come back to the States. Wow. But her brother was a part of the French resistance and had been captured and taken to Bushwald camp and, and died there. And her mother was inconsolable. She couldn't imagine her daughter going back to America away from her. And so, you know, she hid the fact that she was pregnant. My dad never knew. He, he passed away in 97, never knowing that he had another son. In, oh, wow. In so it was all. And so Andre, my brother, he grew up his whole life not knowing anything about his family. All he knew was his, his father was an American soldier. That's all they knew. And they've been searching, scouring records uh, his whole life. Because he, he said, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I think, who, who do I look like? Where did I come from? Hmm. And... Uh, so it was just, you know, so we've been conversing back and forth a lot. This is a crazy thing. Your, your brother's retired, but what did he used to do? Well, you know, he uh, was an evangelical pastor, uh, kind of a part-time pastor. And then he worked with the postal system for a long time. But he's, he's retired right now. But he was involved in, in ministry in the church. Isn't that crazy? And, Alan's and, in ministry, and your brother you never met is in ministry. And evangelical ministry, which in, in France, you know, it's not, it's, it's a not as prominent as it is in the, the U.S. So, I mean, I just, we started connecting all these dots. Yes, and he wears plaid shirts, and uh, <laughs> we both wear a sweater vest. And, and what about the cat? Tell us about the cat. You know, it's funny. They have a cat, and uh, it looks, it looks, there's, our, our, it looks just like our cat. It's kind of a black tuxedo cat. And uh, so, yeah, this all these things, you know, are just, just amazing. And uh, his little uh, granddaughter, Eleanor, so she said, we could have just put the cats on Facebook. And then everybody would have known your brothers because you have cats. Like, so it was just really all these things. Uh, just, you know, all their lives they've been, they've been searching for this. So this has been a life-changing experience for them and certainly has for us. You know, it's changed our lives forever because uh, you know, we never would have thought that was the case. Wow. We just wish 
we could speak to each other, you know, because we neither one speak, you know, he, he doesn't speak English and I don't speak French. You both need interpreters. But you're we kind do. of stumbling your way through it. You've well, yeah, been we communicating well, yeah, and you know, they learning got, I got a FaceTime uh, video with them this weekend, all of a sudden, and we were trying to communicate and, you know, and you know what's funny? They listen to his radio. They've got the phone app and a computer app, and they listened to. They were listening to the the Sunday morning praise, and they've been listening to the station. And uh, in fact, my my nephew, who is an attorney in Nancy, France, he downloaded the app and he listens to his radio on his Bluetooth in his car every morning. So wow. he's just saying, "There's nothing like this in France. It's so encouraging, and uh, we just you know, so love it so much." So it just. You know, the, the technology does make it kind of a smaller world in, in a way, uh, but it, it just truly is amazing. And so we're still kind of discovering things and learning things about each family, and it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, I, lo- I love how you already call him your nephew, and you just learned right, of right, him, right? Right, and you know, he is so excited to be able to call me his uncle because he has no other family. His, uh, his, his mother's family kind of disowned them, and so they just are one of the family, and so... We are now a family. That is so you cool. You are such an answer to prayer it, <laughs> all the way over oh, in France. It was, and I, I had no idea. Hmm. Just amazing. So, you know, if you want to do that DNA test, you never know what you will find or who will find you. That's crazy cool. Alan Henderson is our general manager. It's his story that you're hearing about. And uh, wait till you hear how he's trying to learn <laughs> oh, no. French. Oh, no. Oui, oui. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Our general manager, Alan Henderson, is along with us with an amazing story. He has family he didn't even know he had. That's true. They're uh, all the way over in France. Nancy, France. Did the whole places. DNA testing thing. And then his uh, his brother, through the family, contacted you through that whole DNA thing. You didn't even know he existed. That's right. And, uh, you know, thanks to, to Messenger and those kind of things, we've been talking back and forth and sending video and sending pictures and trying to get to kind of know each other. Because, you know, you see someone, you know they're your brother, but you have no relationship with them. So you're just trying to kind of learn uh, about their life and what they do. And it's amazing, even though they're in France, how many things we have in common. That's mm. what's really amazing. Even their mannerisms. The plaid shirts. The, yeah. You have the same cat. Same haircut. <laughs> same haircut. Same, you both wear glasses. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And they're both in Christian ministry, hey. which is yeah. amazing. So uh, I love this. This His name's Andrew, right? Andre. 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 <laughs> sorry. Andre. Love you, Andre. You're super cool. So this is Andre's first reach out speaking English to Alan. When did he send this to you? Uh, he's just uh, you know a couple weeks ago. He sent this to say hi. And his his uh, his son, my nephew, said, we had to do this 20 times. We were dying <laughs> laughing, just trying, trying to get it right. So it's, it's pretty. But, you know, you can understand what he's saying. It's, it's But it's pretty funny. So here's Andre. Good morning from France. I hope you are well. I love you all. Oh, that was good. That was awesome. really good. So you made an attempt. So I thought, you know, I should try to speak French back to him. You know, that's that's what a good brother would do. So (laughs) I... I try. I tried. So. So what did you say? Can you say it in French? Try to say it. Okay. I said, "Salut, André. A sa famille, beaucoup d'amour à vous tous." Okay. You did that through Google Translate. I I did. You speak into it, and then it it speaks it for you and writes it out so that you can practice to get it correct. And so, I had to do this probably twenty times. Okay. So it came out right. His first attempt. Listen to this. His first attempt at saying that in French. 
It came out like this. Hi, Andrew. May 20th. Many deaths to you all. No, okay. No. <laughs> that's not I what you're that, I thought, that's not right. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I okay. Now, now keep practicing. Alan's second attempt at saying that in French came out like this. Hungry, starving, hungry, starving, starving, hungry, starving, starving, hungry. <laughs> Oh, that that sounds like what Jim would say. I'm hungry, starving. No, no. I thought, oh man, this is not going well. But I thought, you know, I finally, I think, got it said correctly and sent him my. And he said it sounded good. You know. Yeah, well, we actually have it. So okay, here's okay. here's how it turned out. Salut, Andre. Asa famille, beaucoup d'amour, What? So what did you say? Well, I, I just said, uh, you know, glad to be my family and much love to you. Not many deaths to you. Not many, Not many deaths. deaths. <laughs> much love to you. So somehow that demo vous just didn't come out right. So if, if you're listening and you're a French speaker, you're probably laughing your head off. You know? <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to try to learn some more and get a little confidence so that I know that I'm not saying something really crazy. But it, it, it's, it's fun to try to learn. I can't wait for the movie to come out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's amazing. I can see it. Uh, You know, there's so much more to the story, so much more drama because Mm. of of the war and what they went through and how the war changed their lives, rocked their world. People were lost. Lives were shattered. People were just, you know, they suffered a great deal. And that happens through all wars. Yeah. But you, you see that you become a part of something, you know, that was many years ago, World War II. I knew my dad had fought in World War II. I knew he... Had been in uh, you know, Omaha Beach, Normandy, and, and I heard stories of just things that he would he was seeing as a 19-year-old young man. It just heartbreaking. Wow. But this, nobody in my family knew anything about this. He kept this totally secret, and his and Irene, his, the Andre's mother, she kept it secret from everybody except her mother. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their family knew uh, that. She was pregnant until she had, of course, had And Andre. just think, our general manager, Alan Henderson, who's sharing the story with you this morning, if he didn't do the swab with My Heritage DNA, never would have known. Yeah. Never would have known. Never would have known. known. So. They're going to connect up later this afternoon, so I cannot wait to hear about that. You'll continue to share the story, right? I, I, I will. We're <laughs> going to try to talk with an interpreter. We, we had a FaceTime this weekend. It was pretty funny trying to communicate, but uh, hopefully we can really talk to each other. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Try it? Buy it? What should you do? Why not ask his morning crew? It's a crew review. It's a crew review. It's a crew review. Dear his morning crew, I've been on the paleo diet for about a month now and have lost over 16 pounds. And I know that there are more options available since it's so popular these days, but I'm running out of ideas because of my crazy schedule. Do you have any ideas for me? Ashley of Asheville. Ashley, this sounds... Like Jim Mann. What? <laughs> this sounds a lot like you, Jim. How many pounds have you lost on the paleo diet? Uh, about 18 pounds. Wow. Amazing. So we've been trying out all these different paleo-friendly snacks so that we can be supportive of our gym man. And today we're trying out Caveman. That's the name of the brand, Caveman. And they make different nutritional bars, chicken jerky, and primal bars. So I think you guys have the primal bars, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a primal mystique barbecue. Yeah, explain what a primal bar is. It's like jerky. Yeah, it's like chicken. It's chicken in a bar form. It's a lot of protein, though, right? Mm-hmm. I got chicken bacon. 
And you know, the point of the crew reviews, you have to tell us what you think instead of just chewing and eating. Yeah. Right. Well, I have to. I have to eat it so I can tell you what I think. Okay. So what do you think? <laughs> You've been eating it, dude. So <laughs> is so it just tell hard us. to chew? No. Oh. No, it's very soft and uh, very tasty. I like it. Soft and tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his review. It's like spam. I am okay. trying the dark chocolate cherry nut. This would be Wait. the nutritional bar. Mm. I like chocolate. Let's just say that. Okay. We said it. comes her bite. Mm. And the result is? Delicious. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it says paleo right on it. Mm-hmm. And I've got the prime, prime e, almost said primeval, primal bar. <laughs> Mesquite barbecue. It tastes like barbecue, and it's and easy to bite into, and it tastes great. Let's go. Bite into. <laughs> that means it's soft. All right. With your dentures. Well, if I had to guess, that sounds like two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. For me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Yum. six thumbs up if you would total it all, <laughs> and that is the crew review. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There's a little park down in uh, Central Florida called Disney World. Don't know if you've heard it before. Perhaps you have. I've been there a couple times. No way! Not as many times as you. No. He used to work there. That's right. So I was there every day. Bus driver. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, um, back when it, it opened in, in uh, 71, the one in Florida, and you know how much the tickets were at that time? Can I guess? You can guess. Come on, Uncle Rob. Come on. I say fifteen to twenty dollars back then, because it's like over. It's almost two hundred bucks to go to one park there. <sighs> You're wrong, Allison. Uh, wrong. A quarter. A quarter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's always Boy, trying to find a deal. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it was three dollar and fifty cents. That's it. Oh wow. I know. Quite the bargain. And people complained then. $3.50. In 71. Sure. Yeah. No. How much was it when you first went? When did you first go? I, the first year I went, I believe, was in 76. Uh, you know, I waited for them to, to work out the kinks. It was $6. Oh, it almost doubled. For oh. real. Yeah. How about you, Rob? Do you remember how much you paid? When, no. Do you remember how old you were when you first went? Gosh, I'm going to, I'm probably 12. Okay. 13. So what year would that have been? 1942. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was uh, 78, 79. Oh. Yeah. 78, 79. Oh, you guys could have been there on the same day. He was much older. He would have been the creepy guy. It was up to, s- <laughs> it was up to seven bucks. <laughs> creepy guy. Wow. And of course, now, Rob, you overestimated. It's 119 now. 119. For one park? Yeah. Kind of seems like it's more like that. Garner the days when things were just so affordable to go into. I don't think three bucks or six bucks is a stretch to go anywhere. Yeah. And even in today's standards, you know? Yeah. Well, you get a lot for the money, even though it is extremely high. Makes me think about things you used to pay for that are a lot less back then are so expensive now. Mm. Theme parks is one. Susan is here. What about you, Susan? What do you remember? Penny candy. But what is penny candy? I don't even remember it. You don't remember penny candy? No. No. Allison, do you know what that is? Yeah, like you'd go to 7-Eleven and they had a little section where each piece was just a penny or nickel. Oh. Yeah, and it, I mean, it used to be, I mean, it was bigger pieces, too, than it is now. Now it's like half the size it was and it was a penny. I mean, now it's like... 10 cent or a quarter. I don't even know how much it is now. Do you have a major sweet tooth? I do have a sweet tooth, a very sweet tooth, but I've been doing this 30 hole 
and I'm on like day 23 and I feel so good. So I'm like thanking Jesus for helping me to get through that. Way to go. That's quite the accomplishment. Yeah, it is. It is because I am a sweet tooth, especially chocolate. I just love chocolate. Oh, and I'm chips. (laughs) But she only has a week to go. You can do it. Yes, you can. Susan, stick in there. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Jim was reminding us back when Disney World opened in Orlando, Disney World was known as Disney World. It wasn't Magic Kingdom and all these other things. So the Magic Kingdom part of Disney World, it was, did you say six bucks to get in? Three fifty. Three fifty. Six when you first went. Yeah, I was a little older. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You were older. Never mind. But yet Allison pointed out something that I forgot about. When you got in for three bucks, there was still extra costs after that. Yeah, somebody texted that you used to have to buy tickets once you got in the door, just like a carnival still is today. But of course, now everything's included in your ticket price. Well, except the food. Yeah, the food's expensive. <laughs> Which is and another $400. Ticket <laughs> price is like 120 or something like that. So we started thinking and reminiscing about when things used to be a little bit cheaper that you could still get today at 800-447-7234. And Josh says back in 98, well, that's 20 years ago, you could get a seven-layer burrito for 75 cents at Taco Bell. Seven-layer burrito. Ooh, mm, the I'm value. Getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie texted, I definitely remember when the newspaper went from a nickel to seven cents. My mother had a fit. Oh. And her mom's now 90 years old and just retired from oh. teaching. Just retired. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what she said. Amazing. So, Joellen's along with us. What about you, Joellen? What do you remember? Well, I'm going to date myself with this, but I can remember when they used to have gas wars, and gas would be like 19 cents a gallon. Gone in those days. <laughs> my cousins and I lived right around the corner from each other, and so we carpooled to school, and my aunt would come sometimes in the morning and be running late, and she would stop at the gas station and put a quarter's worth of gas in the car to make sure that we got to school. A quarter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fill up the tank on a quarter. Amazing. Right. <laughs> More than just pretty voices. So Jim was telling us earlier, it used to be three bucks to get into Disney. Three fifty. Don't exaggerate. Sorry. <laughs> that sounds like heaven, doesn't it? it does. Getting into Disney for three dollars and fifty cents a person. Now it's one hundred nineteen, something like that. So we started thinking about those things that we still have around today, but back in the day, man, were they cheap. 800-447-7234. Stephanie says, I remember back when I was a teenager in 1989 at the movie theater, it used to cost a dollar to get into. A buck? In 89? Uh, yeah. Wow. I always remembered more expensive than that. I was hmm. an 80s kid. Well, I don't know. Maybe she was going to a cheap theater. Yeah, right? So Jane's along with us. What about you, Jane? What do you remember? The greatest memory I've got is right next to my elementary school, there was this little general store that had all the stuff that we're not supposed to have, the candy, the chocolate. And my favorite memory was not penny candy, but two for a penny, especially the chocolate footballs. Two for a penny chocolate footballs, and the I, I can't even remember the other stuff that was two for a penny. Nice. So, needless to say, I always kept some of my lunch money for that. You know, there's a 7-Eleven that was by the school where I was. I always got a Slurpee on the way home. Mm. Oh, yeah. Slurpees are so good. Yeah. I can't even remember how much they were at the time. So so Libby's here. too. A quarter, really? <laughs> Libby is along with us, too. What about you, Libby? It was the jukebox. I could put 10 cents in and listen to 
same and wild thing over and over again. And now it's like a dollar a song. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, dollar ninety nine. I think it even went up on iTunes. Oh gosh, yeah, that's like woo, two thousand percent or however much. Yeah, and thanks, Libby. I can't get fame out of my head now. I was thinking wild thing. Yeah. You make my heart sing. <laughs> now you know what's. I w- I should be the one thinking wild thing, and and Alice Allison should be thinking fame. I'm gonna. Why am I? Stuck in disco and you're rock. <laughs> I don't know. What happened there? We hear from Serena says, I remember the little container of milk in school was just a nickel. A quarter brought you a whole week's worth of milk. That was the mid 70s. Mid 70s and a nickel. Mm-hmm. Why don't I remember that? I was just a kid, though. Yeah. Allison wasn't even thought of in the 70s. I remember mid 60s and milk was free. Free. <laughs> they brought the cow to your house. Uh-huh. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Aaron is 11 years old and already on a really tough journey in his life. At 11 years old, he has polycystic kidney disease. He's in the hospital, hopeful to go real soon. And as soon as he gets out, they're going to begin uh, dialysis three times a week for Aaron. Now, here's the thing. Aaron needs a kidney transplant, and he has to be healthy enough to be even placed on the waiting list. So there's a lot of prayer for Aaron and his family right now. Now they have Facebook updates under Aaron's Army updates for the family and friends. And here's the thing, if you ever visit that Facebook page, you're going to see a very special message from a very special coach because Aaron is a Clemson Tiger fan. Hey Aaron, this is Coach Sweeney up here at Clemson. Uh, Listen, just want to encourage you to uh, hang in there, bud. Stay strong. I know uh, it's a tough time for you, but uh, I know God's got a great plan for you. Believe in that, and uh, uh, in due time, you'll get this new kidney. Uh, God bless you. Dabo, dude, we don't know each other, but you're a superstar for doing that, man. Oh, I bet that kid was so excited. Yeah, he was super excited. You should hear Aaron's response to this. I got a pretty cool video from Coach Dabo. Thank goodness it wasn't the Carolina Gamecock. (laughs) I want to thank my nurses and doctors for taking good care of me. And I I think I know a lot more about what's going to happen in between now and whenever I get a new kidney. If everything goes well, I should get a new kidney in about a year. Aaron, we are super praying for you big time, man. You you are such an inspiration. And at 11 years old, going through that journey and having so much faith, and then guys like Davo Sweeney coming by his side to lift him up like that is amazing. I read on the Facebook page that he struggled with health issues for a long time, but this kidney disease came on very quickly mm. and kind of rocked this family's world just in the past couple of weeks. Amazing. Yeah, he's way too young to be going through all these huge problems. I mean, it's bad enough for grown-ups to go through that, but it's going to make him stronger. Aaron, we're praying for you. We love you. It's so cool to see that Dabo is light along your side as well. You hang in there. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This is uh, something that's going to make your day a little happier. Oh, good. Oh, yay. We need a little happiness in this day. That's what I'm all about, as we all know. But uh, I saw this uh, as I was perusing the internet, and uh, there's this bird. It is a lorikeet. A lorikeet. Never heard of a lorikeet. What? I've heard of a parakeet. Well, this is like a smaller version. Okay. Okay, we'll just go with that. His name is Angus. And uh, you know those little um, 
Are they called those solo cups, the little red solo cups you yeah. get? And they can get some smaller ones. Mm -hmm. Well, this one got a hold of one. I don't know if they intentionally gave it to him, but he's going crazy with this thing. As you can hear in the background, he's just clanging around with this thing. That's him. That's, whoa, he, that's him. I stepped over. Sorry. He did not. <laughs> he's on a shelf, like a cardboard box, actually. And he's just flinging this thing around. He's putting it on his head like a hat. That's he won't great. let go of the thing. So this is like the best toy ever for this little lorikeet. Yeah, just going nuts. It's just one of the things you just got to go and watch and just makes you smile if you're having a bad day. Is okay. this why you have two red cups next to you? Yes, I'm going to be playing with them as soon as I finish <laughs> the food that's inside of them. He's got them packed with food. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. healthy food too. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Bird food? Well, yeah, actually, one of them is there's a lot of seeds and nuts in here. Good night. Why am I come to this? Rob, Allison, and Jim. So you all know Mark Hall, lead singer from Casting Crowns. One step away from surrender. For songs like this, but we love him for his adventures in fatherhood. <laughs> He's never afraid to try different ways to relate to his kids, especially his daughters, which I love. And his daughter wanted to help him with a little uh, at-home spa treatment. What are we doing? We are cleaning dad's pores. How? We're going to draw the impurities with the face mask. Only Jesus can help you with impurities. I thought I raised you better than this. <laughs> I think he's a little embarrassed. He's got a thing on his nose to draw the impurities out. Yeah, it's called a charcoal mask. Do you know what that is? I think you gave us one one time. We had to yeah. wear something like it that. It rips your face off. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And it Good feels memory. all slimy. Yeah, so he just had it on his nose. It's like It looks like black tar, but it really does draw the impurities. And I have a mask like this. And I wore it one night to tuck Sammy into bed. And I didn't really think about the fact that I could be scarring my son for life. But <laughs> And then I kind of joked around and I kept trying to kiss him. And he'd be like, oh, no, oh, no, mommy. Uh, so I never did that again. Good for you. A lesson <laughs> learned. But you probably have a coupon for the counseling he's going through, right? <laughs> Yeah, he may need counseling yeah. from that. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Devin and Chelsea are a lovely little couple who love Jurassic Park. They love it so much, everything Jurassic Park. They love it. And in fact, every year on her birthday, they go to uh, Universal Studios there in uh, Orlando where they have the ride. Uh, what's it called? Jurassic Park, the ride. <laughs> Jurassic Park, the ride. Sounds amazing. They have a cool one. That's the water one, right? Where you go down and get yes. like drenched in. You ever been on that? Yeah, I several times. Not. I love it. What? Oh, I think they talk about that too. Uh, you actually have been there. But it, they're tearing down that ride this coming weekend, I believe it is. That's no. wrong. That's just plain wrong. Why? They just okay. came out with a new movie. I'll call them and tell them. Yeah. What's this couple going to do? Well, they kind of thought, hey, since they're tearing it down, let's try to break the record of how many it's been. You can ride it in one day. The okay. record is 60. So they said, let's do at least 61. So they told Universal Studios what they're going to do. And so they got on board and they videoed the whole thing. Nice. And, uh, and just made it epic. They, I mean, they have this whole thing. You can you can watch it on their Facebook, I think. And uh, But what he planned on doing is at the very end, he was going to do a little proposal. You know this picture is like after a ride, you can get at the end, you mm -hmm. show like 
weird faces. It's uh, I always hate those pictures. But at the end, um, he had a, uh, a shirt that says, uh, will you marry me? Well, how did she not see that? She didn't see it. Well, because they were screaming. They had these raincoats on. Oh, anyway, that makes sense. Okay. They both had Jurassic Park shirts on that they gave them. But he kind of switched it out. And so when she looked at the picture, she saw that and like, oh, my gosh. And he turned around and, well, let's listen in on the proposal. They say that marriage is a lot like a walk in the park. <laughs> but only if that park is Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, no. You did not. Chelsea. Will you marry me? <laughs> He said you did not. Did he do something unusual? Yes, you know, in that movie where they, they kind of smuggled in the uh, dinosaur DNA in this uh, Barbasol shaving can. Remember that? Remember right, that? yeah. Well, he had that, and it had the ring inside. Oh, no way. And the ring, it was <laughs> custom made, and it had the little mosquito inside the uh, stone. What? That That's is so creative. That's yes. the engagement ring, huh? Yes. Cool. Who doesn't want a mosquito in their ring? But yeah, <laughs> that's know. part of the movie, of course. I like every other part about this. <laughs> Except for the mosquito <laughs> ring? Yeah, I don't want a mosquito But they ring. did break the record. They had 61. And then, in fact, after that, they went on made 62. They broke their own record. Good for them. And that will hold because, you know, they're tearing the place down. I know. I wish they wouldn't. But their love will live on. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it will. His morning crew. We just got a text from Jessica in Durham. She says, today is my son's fourth birthday. His name is Kevin. We're currently in the car taking his older sister to school. Could you please give him a birthday shout out? Well, Kevin, happy birthday from all of us. I'm Allison, along with Rob and Jim. We're his morning crew on his radio. If you happen to like hiking, I mean, you're like hardcore. Or you just like to go out to the park every now and then and just use some of the trails and you want to use a backpack, some of those things can really drag you down. You know, especially if you put too much into it, your back after a hike just feels horrible. It's like, why did I even wear that thing? I shouldn't have. Well, check this out. There is a new type of backpack, and they call it the Hover Glide Backpack. You know, Brian Sumner, who does the middays here at his radio, he's into this. I We so need to share this with him. This backpack is a floating backpack. It says the impact forces uh, is by down by 86%. So could you imagine that? They even show that you can run on a treadmill with this thing and it will not bog you down. It kind of floats on your back. It's pretty cool. I guess there's some levers that are behind there. And if you're bouncing up and down, it looks like the backpack is staying still. It kind of moves along with you, which is really nice and not kind of drag you down. It's so weird looking. It kind of is. It plays tricks on your eyes, doesn't it? <laughs> Not mine, but I can see how it it with oh, you guys. Okay, okay. I was wondering as a mom if this happens to you guys. Because if I carried a backpack, I would just end up carrying everyone's stuff. Because right now, it's always like, Mom, will you carry this? Will you put this in your purse? Honey, please hold this for me. Is it like that for guys? Or is, yep. it, just, is it just girls? No, it's mostly guys. No, when we go when we go hiking or if we're at a mall or something like that, or even a theme park, if I'm wearing a backpack, uh-huh. I'm the one that gets everything put into it. Exactly. All the waters, everything. So I try not to bring a backpack. <laughs> a and then you things. ask the one with the backpack to carry your stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. That's how to do it. Yeah, I don't I don't carry my backpack either. In fact, it's hiding under here. So don't ask me to carry anything for you, Rob. Could you? No. I, I have no. Water. No. You carry my water no. for me. No. You said you would. I know. And, ah, and you're taking no take backs, dude. I'm tired. No take backs. 
Rob, Allison, and Jim. Joshua Stewart was driving along in his 23-year-old truck when something popped. That's not a sound you like to hear when you're driving. Mm -mm. And suddenly, the bottom of his truck was on the ground. Not good. He was going to need a tow, but that was $400, money that Joshua didn't have. So he said a prayer. Hey, it's God prior to that. Like, God, if you can, send somebody to help me. And, like, she came out of nowhere. Well, I was leaving Pilates, and I was returning home, and I saw this truck. When this voice inside of me, you can call it a voice, your inner voice, your conscious, I, I call it God, said, you're going to go back there, and you're going to help them. All of a sudden, I'm just sitting there, and then this lady walks up, uh, and she's like, I want to help you. And I'm like, what do you mean you want to help? So God sent a woman by the name of Martha Stewart. <laughs> Not the Martha Stewart you know. Okay, I was kind of thinking. But if you remember, this guy's name was Joshua Stewart. So they have the same last name, not related. But not only did Martha Stewart pay the tow truck fee, she also paid for him to get new tires. No way. Because she noticed that his tires were in really bad shape and he also told her that he has a four-year-old daughter and she just couldn't imagine this little girl, you know, riding around in the truck with tires this bad. She also wants to help Joshua get a full-time job building homes since he's a licensed contractor. Right now, he kind of just does odd jobs and he makes dog houses. He builds dog houses. Mm. So she wants to get him something a little more stable, building homes, something like that. So it's like he he prayed and God answered it above and beyond what he was hoping for in that Don't moment. Don't you just love that? Especially when you listen to God's voice and if he's just saying, you know what, you need to go and help that person to actually do it. And she did. Martha, way to go. And maybe... Josh, did you say? Mm -hmm. Is that his name? Maybe Josh will have a company that sells dog houses and builds custom dog <laughs> yeah. houses. Yeah, if she was the real Martha Stewart, she would have made tires out of pine cones or something. <laughs> that would be MacGyver. Oh. She is kind of like MacGyver, though, yeah. now that you mentioned Martha it. Stewart? Yeah. I oh, don't yeah. know. She can take the ugliest thing and make it pretty. Yeah. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Takiwa is along with us. What's going on? You guys just talked about a story about Joshua Stewart and Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. You're talking about Joshua Stewart, whose truck broke down, and then Martha Stewart pulled over to help him. And no relation to the Martha Stewart, just a Martha Stewart. I am an investor, and I'm actually sitting praying in my car this morning like, God, I need a contractor. I was wanting to know if you guys could pass my information along to Mr. Joshua Stewart. We'd love to, but he has to fly <laughs> to you from Dallas. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, man. I know. Oh, I was hoping he was in the Greenville area. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And that, that was my, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need a contractor. So, okay, he's in Dallas. But somebody oh else goodness. may be listening. You never know. I never know. Well, I thought I would try because I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, I need a contractor because I have this house and I need some numbers and some work done on it. So, but I'll just continue listening. But if you guys have any, can I give, email my information if you come across any contractors and you give it to them? Absolutely. We love connecting okay. people. Awesome. Awesome. And I love your show in the morning. And I love listening to his radio. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you know what? We love you as well. And thank you for reaching out. You know, Joshua does make dog houses. <laughs> you want one, don't you? Kind of. A nice <laughs> little custom dog house would be pretty cool. Yeah, I can use a couple of those. Yeah. How many dogs do you have? Four. 
uh, you have four now? Yeah, so I need a little like a dog apartment. You do, yeah. Not yeah. to mention he has these strong feeling for cats. Can you imagine his house? <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You ever heard of the town Mayo, Florida? Mayo, Florida? No. I haven't either. But it's it's up to the north part of Florida. It's uh, the next to the smallest town in Florida. Okay. So there's only like 1,500 people there. But uh, Miracle Whip saw an opportunity. They say, hey, we're going to do a little a little prank, one of those kind of prank, branding prank things. They're going to change. They say, we're going to change the name of the town of Mayo, Florida to Miracle Whip, Florida. Huh? Isn't that incredible? Did the townspeople agree to do this? Well, y- yeah. Well, when it's, since it's such a small town, they're trying to keep it a secret, you know, the city council or whatever. But, you know, there's only 1,500 people there, so... As soon as a word was spoken, it went right around. Everybody kind of knew about it. But uh, still, it was kind of funny. Uh, you can hear them uh, talking this thing up. Mayo is boring. Are you guys boring? Yeah. I hereby declare the town of Mayo will henceforth be named as Miracle World. Ah, cute. Obviously, they didn't really do that. But, I mean, even the water tower, they changed the name. You know, you got the name of the city up there. They, they changed that to Miracle Whip. And what kind of perks did the people get for this? Well, let me tell you there, Allison. <laughs> Actually, the town got $25,000 for uh, to improve some little things here and there. Oh, that was hey, nice. That's nice. Yeah, and they had, like, a little picnic and everything made from Miracle Whip. And uh, it was exciting. Good times. Free they all sandwiches. Kind of came together. Sandwiches. Yes. Stuff like that. Yes. At the town's <laughs> proclamation of changing the name to Miracle Whip. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. The community just came together. They had a good little laugh. And it was fun. That is a that is a, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's either Mayo or Miracle Whip. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe Hellman's should uh, name the town next to him. <laughs> yeah. And then Duke can get involved. Yes. Man, you're going to split the country again, aren't you? I know, yeah. But I'm a mustard guy. What? Uh, That doesn't cut the mustard.